Um, yeah, I'm, he, I'm actually scared of things going up my butthole, but thank you. Terrified. <laughs> your wardrobe screams fatherless. You have more trust in that top side than people. How was your relationship with your father? Just saying, why did you get the attention you wanted? You need Jesus. That's offensive. All right. Hello, everyone. It is Daddy Deals back in the building with That's Offensive. I have someone special here. Her <laughs> nickname is Sugar Tits that I made up today. <laughs> but more people know her as AC Pen. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, I do just want to talk about your tits a little bit. All right. <laughs> because I, they're just great. So how did you how did you grow such great pair? Well, these are not organic. So... Uh... <laughs> Um, I bought these, uh, but I have a really great doctor who, who retired, unfortunately. I know, I know. And it's so funny, too, because when before I started doing OnlyFans, I mean, I wasn't like advertising my breasts and no one really like had an idea of what they looked like. But then I, when I got into OnlyFans, it was right around 2020. So the pandemic was like full throttle mm -hmm. and my tits were all of a sudden everywhere. And so I got a lot of inquiries about my boobs and who did them. And the pandemic took my 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 position. He didn't die. He just retired. He said, peace out. So yeah. yeah. Do you find it weird that I fantasize about your boobs and wish I had them like yeah. almost every day? No, you're you're you have a group. You you guys should start a club. <laughs> <laughs> I I was talking about Ali with one of our other friends. And Ali was like, well, what were you guys talking about? And I was like, <laughs> uh, your boobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a big topic of conversation about me and my friends. They're big. So. They're they're <laughs> voluptuous. And you got an ass to match. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. I don't I don't mind being objectified by you guys. It's cool. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> You'll allow it. <laughs> so talk about your little your little fetish you told me about. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I don't know why. I don't know why I have this. <laughs> I really don't. And I I feel like it's completely probably from porn, but mm -hmm. I just have this really this really sick fantasy where I envision myself being like in a schoolgirl costume or outfit or I'm literally a schoolgirl and mm -hmm. I'm being bent over on a desk and that's just so hot to me I don't know why it's disgusting I'm ashamed do you have videos <laughs> like that on OnlyFans um I've done the schoolgirl stuff before um <laughs> but it just feels too real yeah <laughs> too real. I get a little into it so do so. you only like to be in like the submissive position or if i like walked up to you in a schoolgirl outfit would you have an urge to bend me over um see like i never envision myself from the teacher perspective uh -huh. i'm always envisioning myself from that the student the submissive part. okay so i don't know maybe if i like got into character and then i would unlock some other fetish of mine <laughs> <laughs> did you have any hot teachers growing up that you were like oh this is where maybe the fantasy came from mm, honestly no i did go to sunday school though and i did have one kind of like hot pastor so i i don't know maybe where that's where it came from i don't know i don't know uh. if i want to know so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a deep like you just want to be dominated with like a 
power dynamic kind of thing. I, don't, I really, I couldn't yeah. tell you what it is, but I think just the... I mean, I like to be slapped during sex, and I don't know where the fuck that comes from, so I feel you there. You know, whatever. I don't know how we find these things out, but... I don't it either. It's just hot to me. And like, I, the, the feelings, they come up. <laughs> they come up when I, I'm being presented with that kink. So... <laughs> yeah is that like the craziest <laughs> sex sexual thing you've done have you ever actually like fucked at a school with an outfit on um i've never had sex in like in a high school or school like when i was going to school what, like college did you go to college i did i went to college for a little bit um uh -huh. everyone was having sex so yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone was a huge tour. <laughs> um i would say my most like I guess kind of where you're going with that. I did have sex on a um, like a Christian retreat. Wow. So, yeah, and it was it was like our beach day. Uh huh. So my boyfriend and I at the time <clears throat> we had public sex. <laughs> How did you get away with that on a beach? You know, beach towels and just pretending you're just cuddling. I guess you know. Okay, so like just as a visual, was your like back towards him kind of thing, or was no? We were on top of each other. We were on top of each other, but um, ask <laughs> <laughs> questions. I'm really good at flying under the radar, so I'm so curious because I feel like if I ever did something like that, I I would just be like, I'm a very obvious person, and mm. people would be like. Delia, like everyone can see you. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm. I just have the sneaky gene. I'm good at being sneaky. Yeah, you are a Virgo, and Virgos are a lot more low key than oh, Virgos. Huh? Here comes the Virgo slander. <laughs> the Virgo slander. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can relate to that though, because you're a, a Gemini. Right? Yeah, I'm a Gemini, yeah. but my moon is a Virgo, so I I understand. Oh. oh. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. I have some parts, some parts of me. <laughs> so you grew up like in the Christian world. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, my parents weren't super like uh, religious as uh, not so much to where they were like pushing me to be religious. Um, but my family was split up. My parents are separated and um, the family down the street from my mom's house um they were very religious and they had children who were in my age group mm -hmm. and they had a really solid family unit and you know coming from a, a very different standpoint in my family i i idolized that i i wanted that mm -hmm. so i hung out with their family a lot and their dad was um or what do you call it learning to how to be ordained and like how to be a pastor in the church okay. and um so a lot of things we did were revolved around religion and mm -hmm. i just kind of took it from there and i liked i liked going to church i liked being a part of you know the trips and you know giving back and i liked a lot of the things i learned about it it wasn't until um i got a bit older where that relationship with the church kind of fizzled out yeah so. how did it fizzle out um i was super involved i was super involved as a kid all the way up to high school i mean every summer i did something where i dedicated at least half of my summer to um you know volunteer work that was in 
with the church or mm-hmm. my my youth group um and then i got to college and as most people do you you discover more about yourself mm-hmm. that's that's really the the main course of what you're <laughs> studying when you first get to, get to school um and i think um getting a greek life kind of helped me understand like i wasn't my relationship with god was different than other people and it just kind of a lot of it felt really judgmental Mm -hmm. um, towards other people yeah um and not so much focused on your personal relationship with god it was more like that people were using religion and christianity to kind of keep score on each other yeah um and i really didn't like that so and those are the kind of people that you would find at most churches at least in my experience there's definitely places out there who have probably it was great people but <laughs> you know what's funny is it was someone from my church who subscribed to my only fans to then tell my father it was someone oh. in the church oh, okay yeah but they had to subscribe to then find out what content i was doing to then text him hey your daughter's a whore this is what they're doing. What would Jesus do, right? So <laughs> definitely not that. So how do you think like Christianity has changed over the years and like why it kind of spouts hatred now versus I mean, I feel like the original concept of Christianity was to be like loving and accepting and now so many people use it as an excuse to be hate uh hatred to be hating on different groups of people. Like, you know, gay people, which I don't even think was originally in the Bible that gay people were sinning or trans people. They just there's so many excuses to hate on marginalized groups. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't give you a straightforward answer, but if I were to guess, I would say that most people um, that are still very indoctrinated in Christian Christianity um, have a lot of unresolved insecurities and things that they hate about themselves and um they they give this like blind loyalty to to god and to the Mm -hmm. church and um they're not really working on loving themselves because i mean really and truly the concept of christianity is that you know god loves all his children and we should love them all too just Mm -hmm. as much as he does um but I think people hate themselves deep down and they need to find reasons to hate other people more. Yeah. Um, and that, and also kind of just like, you know, just it's human behavior, how like we're scared if someone's better than me at something, then, you know, I'm not the best anymore. So I, I what, what am I good at? You know, mm-hmm. what's my thing? So it's like, I do see a lot in Christianity and kind of those 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 groups that people keep score because um they want to convince themselves that they are definitely going to heaven and they are Mm -hmm. definitely going to be rewarded of all of these things that you know they've been such a devout christian um so they have to (laughs) they have to point out everyone else's flaws they're like i am (laughs) such a devout christian i just egged a gay person's house and that's gonna show them how to be a better christian yeah i I don't know it's what's that that phrase nothing like christian love (laughs) 
So something that you have brought up to me that I have never heard before you was spiritual narcissism. Mm -hmm. So I think spirituality can be Christianity or it can be getting more involved with your higher self or, you know, spirituality has like a really wide range of things, but people use that to kind of uh, nourish their narcissism. Yeah. No, I mean, like if you look, okay, (laughs) let's give a one-on-one on on white culture right here. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) If uh, If you look at the church and you look at a cult, a lot of those two things, they have similarities mm-hmm. um just by how they they recruit people how they get people indoctrinated to there's the scripture or the rules of that religion or that cult um and people when they think cults they think oh you know what's his name charles manson you know something something crazy but you see cults even today i mean mm-hmm. people make cults all the time you see people who are like oh you know what I I opened my third eye and it's like they're not really they're not really doing that. They're just kind of like swinging their dick around and not taking a shower and like <laughs> think they found enlightenment and are now one with nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, spiritual narcissism is a real thing and I'm in Austin and I see a lot of people who who do this and it can be frustrating. Um there's a lot of trauma bonding involved, a lot of um a lot of blind loyalty to something other than yourself you know people like to like blind blind loyalty to um like divine entities and guides mm-hmm. and um and i'm not saying that this stuff is wrong i just think some people take advantage of it to mm-hmm. um uh, get people vulnerable and trauma bond with them and um it, it can you the intentions of some people are bad like i've seen i've seen people you know use things that are good and should be more understood but but they use things like you know polyamory or polygamy and they mm-hmm. use those things in spiritual narcissism and narcissism oh my gosh it's a hard word so how do you think that they're using it in like spiritual narcissism like, what are they specifically doing that is... I mean, like, I've heard of people going as far as to get women to do ayahuasca and peyote in order to break down their personal boundaries for, you know, as far as monogamy goes. And that sounds to me like brainwashing or manipulation. I mean, yeah, you know, having to put someone already in a really vulnerable um, and very impressionable place, you're and you're under the influence of something you know and then installing ideas into that person while they're in that place instead of allowing that person to come to those those ideals on their own Mm -hmm. and i find that yeah like kind of (laughs) weird definitely because like let's just say i mean i've never done ayahuasca but i've done obviously shrooms a lot Mm mm-hmm but if someone just started like poking ideas at me while I'm like under like the influence of mushrooms mm-hmm. and then eventually like I would think it was my own idea, mm-hmm. you know, and then I would like start doing those things. Like if let's I mean, I'm never in a relationship, but like let's just say I was in a relationship mm-hmm. and then I started being like, oh, yeah, like maybe we can do an open relationship. But then I like realize it's not my decision or like it wasn't my idea in the first place. Like mm-hmm. I would feel extremely violated. I mean, yeah, it's. It's manipulation. It's 
I'd go as far to say as it's like what, like um, hypnosis almost, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, I, I see that a lot and it it's unfortunate because some people, you know, really do good things with a lot of those those things. People, mm-hmm. there is good people who, you know, perform really safe ayahuasca ceremonies. And yeah. And there is people who who do, you know, practice spirituality and enlightenment and, you know, being a good person and just being more connected to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like people, there is on the other side of that coin, people use it and take advantage of those things, just like in the church. Yeah. To (laughs) push push their own narrative, push their own um, selfish wants and desires. Mm -hmm. And something that's like kind of the negative side of like religion and spirituality is sometimes how it forces you to like not respect boundaries a hundred percent i mean yeah i mean you have to let people process and open up on their own time like Mm -hmm. and that is hard for an impatient person and that's hard for someone especially someone who wants you to become vulnerable to them yeah Um, like in the church you know there's a lot of trauma bonding that goes on on in these classes and yeah (laughs) in in retreats and um Mm -hmm. one of the first things that they want to get out of you is what happened to you and what are your secrets and tell me so so i can have that in my pocket yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they disguise it as you know bonding and it can Mm -hmm. be bonding i'm sure but the people not everyone has the best intentions and people can use that information against you. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, I mean, I grew up very Christian and like you are taught as I think one of the commandments, like you need to respect your parents. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of parents therefore use that as an excuse to not respect their kids' boundaries Mm -hmm. and to like tell their kids that I'm the parent, like I know better than you. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of these kids grow up kind of broken being like, well, nothing I feel matters. I'm just honestly saying this because this is exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, my feelings aren't really valid. My boundaries aren't really valid. And then it was hard for me to even respect other people's boundaries because I couldn't even hold my own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think totally. that happens not only just with Christianity, but a lot of places that are just like, I know so much more than you. Mm-hmm. I have traveled the world. I have done all of these things. I have reached enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So I know so much that like your boundaries, like you can just step them aside because I know more. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly how it can come off on a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a religious person. I'm wouldn't even say I'm so much as spiritual i Mm -hmm. i think i'm more science oriented and i definitely believe in therapy yeah um but i like i've just too too much trauma has gone with the whole religious uh (laughs) yeah religious thing so yeah not really my cup of tea Mm -hmm. no hate on it if that is and i hope that if it is your thing it works for you and you feel great about it. And you just are like kind to people and don't yeah. impose. Yeah. Um, so you're from Texas or not from, but you live in Texas. I do. Yeah. Well, I am from Texas. I'm oh, from, you are from Texas. Born okay. And raised in Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. I live in Austin, Texas now. Mm-hmm. So, so let's it. talk about some of the things going on in Texas. Okay. I think the first one we need to address because we are sex workers. We are certified whores. Um, <laughs> When did this like whole bill get passed in Texas that you can't own? Is it more than six sex toys? Oh my gosh, that 
so ridiculous. Um, or is it six for the record, I don't have more than six. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is a there is a law in Texas. <laughs> this is this is so stupid. Um, and there is a lot of criminals on the loose. Um, mm-hmm. But. There's a law in Texas that you cannot own over six sexual toys. And, I mean... Was that law made in, like, the 1980s? Like, who thought that that was a good idea to (laughs) make... Like, is this a man? (laughs) My question is, why six? What what is significant to the number of six? Did y'all, like, get to seven and you're like, Mm, no, too many. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they just didn't want, like, maybe, like, he was subconsciously, like, whoever made the bill, like, his dick was six inches long. And okay. he's like, once it hits seven, that's that's hurting my ego. Um, so I can't. This is getting deep. <laughs> I can't let it be seven. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, like, whoever made this bill, like, was he just never able to, like, satisfy whatever woman he was with for a really long time? And in his head, he's like, these sex toys are stopping her from having sex, like, sex with me or these sex toys make me feel like I'm not doing not good at sex like what would what would prompt someone to do this you know I like I like your theory a lot the six inches (laughs) yeah that that is that's some dark shit and that person sounds really sad and I like that idea but I think it might have more so to do with um just all of the shame built around sex positive things Mm -hmm. um so if you have more than six toys in your house i mean are you running a brothel i could kind of i feel like that's more of where that that came from um (laughs) you're running a brothel like like how many women in your house you know (laughs) what another theory could be because you know texas the politicians there are pretty homophobic they've made that pretty clear Mm -hmm. what if in their head they're like you know who uses a lot of sex toys lesbians because lesbians you know they they use strap-ons i'm bi i use strap-ons and maybe they're like we just want to discourage the like lesbian community from having sex by limiting the sex toys i mean that's a really good good probably guess i mean yeah i couldn't tell you why it came yeah into fruition i have no (laughs) idea i just know it's ridiculous but Mm -hmm. i mean those are both pretty good guesses um yeah but lesbians aren't the only ones using dildos i mean Mm -hmm. there's plenty of men out there and don't act like there isn't Um, (laughs) there's plenty of men out there who uh, actually do like getting a dildo up there have you do you you, do you and your boyfriend no that's not his thing okay (laughs) i'm totally open to it but he he's gonna laugh when he sees this. <laughs> he's gonna be like Allie, i thought we said we were gonna keep this private no he's not shy at all he's not he is not shy he's gonna laugh his ass off though <laughs> he's, he's not really into that i've i've put it on the table and i've been like hey like i love you you know uh-huh. this is something you're into um he's like I'm actually really not. Yeah, um, he, I'm actually scared of things going up my butthole, but thank you. Terrified. <laughs> he's so scared of it. But he, like, I think he honestly loves me so much, too. He would try it. 
just 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 so i could get out of my system yeah um well i've just seen the way he interacts with you and i've never seen a man like i mean maybe just like you and him Mm -hmm. in my head are just so significant because the things he'll like do for you the little cute things like even to your friends he's like so nice to and will do little like like what can i get you a drink downstairs like i brought coconuts upstairs for you guys and i'm like he just goes so above and beyond it's awesome he really does he's a top tier human being (laughs) he really is i got real lucky i think we both got real lucky just finding each other because Mm -hmm. um i really do truly believe that we are better people since finding each other yeah so how did your relationship start with him because i know it started off a little rocky yeah it wasn't necessarily like rocky it was just you know we were in that really fundamental stage at the beginning of our relationship yeah and also our lives were in a completely different place i mean i i if you asked me at the beginning of our relationship i'd be sitting here on a podcast with you talking about how we're sex workers Mm -hmm. i would laugh (laughs) (laughs) because you weren't a sex worker when you met him no no i was not um (sighs) hot wow <laughs> does this make you want to fuck me yeah <laughs> later baby keep it in your pants right okay. now hold your promises <laughs> keep your promises no take back <laughs> um, so yeah no i was not a sex worker um but i was kind of i was getting like close to what people would probably i definitely was assumed to be a sex worker for what i was doing before what were you doing um okay well i had three jobs i worked my ass off um Mm -hmm. i was by day i was at the front desk of a real estate office and i worked for all of these very eccentric real estate real realtors in austin and Mm -hmm. um i did basically anything they wanted me to do and then also by day i was a pa for a guy who was well versed in the crypto Mm -hmm. society so i would plan his trips and all that stuff i mean flights hotels dinners taxis everything um and then by night i was a bottle girl at a nightclub in austin and it was busy um every time i worked so i mean i would maybe get like four hours of sleep um most nights and i was happy with that um wow i was so skinny too because i was on my feet (laughs) all the time yeah (laughs) um and i barely had any time to eat but i mean even when i was uh back to what i was saying when i was confused as a sex worker Mm -hmm. um, it's because of the bottle girl thing yes people would come in and assume that i came with the bottle what oh my gosh did you get like groped a lot in the club yes i did and it was disgusting and it was not just by men by the way Uh, sometimes actually more often than not it would be by women and it really i just i don't know how as a woman you can do that to another as a bottle girl did you feel like the managers at the club and the security at the club had your back when things like that would happen or did they just kind of brush it off no totally they they did okay i i loved the people i worked with even Mm -hmm. when they were hard to work with because some of them were yeah (laughs) (laughs) um no but i mean i you know i I had like a family there Mm -hmm. i worked with i worked with them for for years um and they were really supportive and i mean we're 
we're the money makers of that whole establishment. I mean, no offense, oh, yeah. but <laughs> like, I mean, if you take the girls who are wearing lingerie and heels out of the equation, I don't know how many bottles you're going to sell. So. It's crazy because <laughs> I've noticed a lot of the clubs in L.A. and I just don't think clubs in L.A. are very fun. Mm-hmm. But they a lot of them, at least like I used to go a lot when I was like anywhere from 17 to like in my 20s. And then once I hit 21, I'm like, this shit sucks. Mm-hmm. But I noticed there weren't slutty girls in like lingerie and like really dolled up and like Mm -hmm. i just didn't see a lot of that and i'm like i think this is why these establishments are so dead and full of (laughs) underage girls probably (laughs) like because the ones i've gone to like in arizona at least were like those beautiful bottle girls Mm -hmm. like they're really strict about the 21 plus they never have to try to get a crowd it just comes it's crazy the power of we a have. hot fucking girls because it's kind of like cheaper strippers that oh, totally just don't yeah. show their tits yeah i mean don't get me wrong like some you know just because they're dressed a certain way does not mean that those girls aren't classy classy girls oh they're very classy i worked with some who are real real classy women but i've also worked with some who do confuse what the job description is and <laughs> <laughs> honestly that would make me upset because sometimes you know girls would kind of suck dick on weekends and then well no just like sleep with clients that's what you call someone who is a reoccurring person that comes and spends you know so many thousands of dollars on a bottle um with you because we make commission and we make tips um, Mm -hmm. so they'll sleep with their clients to keep them returning and you know, that's your prerogative, what you want to do. But then they tell their friends that and then their friends look at us like they can do that with us, too. Yeah. And that I didn't like. So. Uh, yeah, that'd be an awkward. It's just awkward conversation. It's just not necessary. Mm-hmm. It's not what the job is. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you and Colin meet? Um, Colin slid right into my DMs. He slid right in there. Um, But, well, it's kind of funny because... Well, five years before he did slide into my DMs, I actually walked into a bar with a group of my friends and I was chatting with his brother. And I know. Wow. Well, not like that. Not like oh, that. OK. We I was were, like, what we were, a turn of events. We were, we were a group of girls. No, <laughs> not like that. We were a group of girls talking to him. And I think maybe he had one more friend with him. And he actually said to me, you should meet my brother. You should meet my brother, I guess, because Colin was dating some girl that <clears throat> his brother didn't necessarily favor mm-hmm. at the time. And Colin, being just the sweet, loyal guy he is, didn't even want to walk over to us because he knew what his brother was doing. So I remember I remember this vividly. <laughs> I really do. Um, we were in the bar and he like tur- his brother turns around to the bar and points to his brother. And Colin had dreads at the time or like just like raggedy long hair he's he's a little river rat um, <laughs> um he just turned around because he was like Colin say hi and, and I was like mm. <laughs> not going over there I know what you're doing um and yeah and that was I guess for me the first time I discovered who Colin was and mm-hmm. then five years pass I go through so many failed relationships so does he and then i moved back to austin and i complain about the dating pool there because it's trash is it is it worse (laughs) than la because la is pretty bad Uh, um 
I mean, yeah, Austin takes LA rejects, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. I'm not really lost, but fair enough. So, um, so I complained about it, and then he responded to uh, my meme I was using to make fun of the situation and asked me on a date. And Wow. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because we actually both went into this date thinking, one, that both of us were going to be assholes. Um, oh. He thought I was going to be a total bitch. Most uh-huh. people think I'm a bitch before they meet me. It's your resting bitch face. I... <laughs> <laughs> you just show the camera exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> so they can know, you know. Yeah. It's, I'm not a bitch. I'm just tired. <laughs> so. It's it's your Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> but we both thought we were both going to be assholes. Yeah. And I was so ready for a rebound. So I was like, you know what? This guy... Looks like he's going to be a total douche and he's totally full of himself. He's a really gorgeous guy. Um, And so I'm just going to I'm just going to go on this date and have a rebound and just say, fuck love. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't stop smiling the entire time. We just like (laughs) uh, it's pretty cheesy, but Mm -hmm. it's true. So So then how did the relationship go after that? Because they're uh, yeah, just let me know how it went. (laughs) (laughs) um so we were figuring out what we wanted to do with our lives and um we both kind of had you know like an identity crisis a little bit you know I mean he's moving one way I'm moving another and Mm -hmm. I guess some insecurities come into play when you don't know where your life's going and something really good's in front of you and you have to ask yourself do you deserve it? You know, mm-hmm. do I deserve love? Do I deserve a person who is really good for me? Who like, do I want to commit to that and like yeah. actually show up to it? Because it is a commitment. Even when it's perfect, you still have to. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of time. Even like friendships are like yeah. a lot of time and energy. Yeah. So we had, you know, a one little month where we like split up and, you know, that was really hard. But uh, we came back together and. I don't know. It's just like, it's just been awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy. <laughs> Yay. Uh, uh, something I wanted to ask, because you are in such a happy relationship and you're also in the OnlyFans world. Mm-hmm. I've heard some people say that they don't think monogamy is possible in OnlyFans. And I just wanted to see like what your opinion of it is being in a relationship. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess what your version of monogamy is. Um, like, are you ethically monogamous are you mm-hmm. ethically non-monogamous um so i i think that there's a place for everyone in the only fans mm-hmm. atmosphere um i don't think anyone should be written off to from participating in it absolutely not i actually so. know a lot of girls in the yeah. only fans world who don't even show their tits and make more money than i do yeah <laughs> but i guess it really comes down to what you guys decide you're comfortable with like Mm -hmm. as a as a couple as a unit yeah Um, and if one person is wants something else then it's not gonna work like in it it don't it won't just not work with OnlyFans. it's not gonna work in general (laughs) for for your whole life but having those conversations off the bat and like really considering it um 
is I just think something that's so important because if someone came to me saying that they could only see us being in like a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. and they and they consider me hooking up with other women, although I'm not like romantically invested in them, mm-hmm. non-monogamous, then like I wouldn't be able to be in that relationship. Yeah. Um, But that's just off the bat, something to have a conversation about and just like knowing what you want going into the relationship. So, you know, kind of what you'll put up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, Colin and I are in a ethically non-monogamous relationship whatever mm-hmm. i don't like the terminology yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not an expert <laughs> um but that basically means we just don't have sex with people without each other uh-huh um and i mean that's what works for us and that's what works for us right now and that might change sexuality is fluid life is fluid uh-huh um, but like if you are in a monogamous relationship and you don't want to be then get out don't don't be in it (laughs) or just have that kind of conversation or if you're in a non-monogamous relationship and you would rather be in a monogamous relationship don't be in that non-monogamous relationship yeah truthfully there have been guys who i have dated and i can't even call them like actual exes because i'd be too scared to be like i do not want you hooking up with other people like I would just be so scared to have that conversation but then I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it and they were getting everything they wanted out of it and it was so draining you can't be scared to have those kinds of conversations no but I was like also 19 20 at the time so you know shit happens yeah shit's a little different Mm, me at 19 (laughs) person scary (laughs) (laughs) so uh, tell me a little bit about your experience being in the OnlyFans space since I know we've had, know? I know we both had kind of similar experiences oh, and God. just feeling, <laughs> I mean, there have been people who have exploited both of us who have, you know, it's, it's very hard to figure out who you can trust. And it kind of bleeds over to a lot of other areas in life. So I just mm-hmm. thought we could talk about like how lonely it could be being in the OnlyFans space. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily feel lonely, um, mm-hmm. but I can understand why a lot of people do. Because it is a cluster from the entertainment industry. And um, the entertainment industry, whether it's Hollywood or sex work or mm-hmm. blog- blogging or podcasts, um, everyone's really uh, cutthroat and comparing each other and... Uh, scared to support one another scared to help one another because everyone's so fearful of doing less than the person next to them or Mm -hmm. um, not being as good as the person that they compare themselves to um and yeah i just don't feel lonely i think i'm more so if anything feel paranoid about people's intentions um and which is normal because (laughs) We we have found out person after person. Yeah, you know, there's, there's not a lot of really good people. People take advantage of um, people in our industry, and mm-hmm. it's just something that, unfortunately, we have to deal with right now. Um, mm-hmm. We can do so much, but there's just so so many people that have power um, in our industry who have lots of money, and I mean, why do people do OnlyFans? They want to do it to provide for themselves yeah this is a fucking cash cow and that's why (laughs) it's so popular you know Uh so 
when you wave money in people's faces, people are very impressionable and easy to be influenced. And um, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say lonely. I would just say more cautious. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> my my circle is small. <laughs> uh, OnlyFans, man. Yeah. But I will say. The industry is changing a lot where I don't think OnlyFans is the cash cow that it used to be. So people getting excited and trying to jump on the train now aren't seeing the success that people saw a year ago. Mm. Like I am having to work double as hard as I did a year ago to be making the <laughs> same amount of money. Yeah. And it's crazy, but I'm I'm finally getting back up there. But I'm like, it's it takes every single day of my life yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work yeah i mean it's becoming more popular more saturated it's way more accepted way mm -hmm. more understood i mean i feel like when i just got into OnlyFans, um there was an immediate reaction whenever i told someone that they were assuming that i was just straight up starting doing porn oh yeah um, and that wasn't the case at least for me but um also, in general, OnlyFans, there's so much more to it. And I think people have a better understanding of that. You really can go on there and do whatever. Well, not whatever. As long as it's not against the community guidelines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you really can do um, other things except, like, other than explicit content. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like, yeah, more people are jumping on the ship and taking advantage of the super user-friendly platform mm -hmm. and it's instantaneous i mean you can put money into your account mm -hmm. whenever you yeah know? like you don't have to wait for a paycheck like you would at a nine to five you don't you don't have to wait by the end of the month like you yeah. literally go on the next day and if you have over 25 dollars in your earnings you yeah can put that right into your bank account like every that. single day you can yeah. cash out <laughs> yeah and that's that's really nice um, it's pretty sick so it's it's a really nice hub and i i honestly really appreciate OnlyFans for what they've done mm -hmm. i really do oh yeah a godsend yay, yay. <laughs> back to uh the ethical non-monogamy because i had a question because this was something i was thinking about in my head i'm like do you so for me for example i feel very sexually attracted to women but not like romantically attracted to women mm -hmm. so it's like I have my list of men who I've hooked up with, which if people out there are like, you have a list of men you've hooked up with? Yes, I think everyone does. Mm -hmm. But I don't really put the woman on there. And I was just wondering, like, do you have a list? Do you put men and women on there? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm trying to figure out where everyone is coming from for different reasons. Totally. Um, so I am bisexual. I've known for a while. <laughs> a while. <laughs> I think I knew as a child, honestly. Um, I do have a list of people that I've hooked up with. And um, I think at first it was more like a journal to kind of reminisce. And mm -hmm. then it kind of became this thing that's important for me to document in case, you know, anything happens to me. So mm -hmm. um, because you can catch something these days and you got to do the responsible thing and yeah retrace your steps so <laughs> um but i yes i have written women into my list and i do find women romantically attractive okay, okay got i've it. dated women in the past i've had girlfriends mm -hmm. um so uh 
yes, they're on my list. I maybe they're not on your list because you don't see yourself dating someone that's yeah. a woman. So yeah, I feel like with woman not being on my list, it's more of like when I hook up with a woman, I can go back to being like besties with them. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I hook up with women, I don't feel like I'm like giving a part of myself. Yeah. Whereas no. with men, I do feel like I'm it's like it's weird because I'll become like attached to them. Mm-hmm. I'll become like sometimes borderline. I'm like, I didn't like him before I had sex with him in the slightest. And now that I had sex with him, it's like all of a sudden I'm thinking about our future that's non-existent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why <laughs> that's why I'll put like my list down for them. But it's like, I've never had that feeling with women. So I've never been inclined to be like, I need to remember every single woman I've ever hooked up with. Yeah. Well, I guess with women, it's just sex. So yeah. your, your list is not really a list for your body count. Mm-hmm. It's more like... <clears throat> your potential partners um yeah so okay maybe that's what your list is really about Mm -hmm. and that's cool i mean that's for you (laughs) (laughs) it's for my eyes to see only oh my god but honestly if i did add a woman my body count would be like really high yeah that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry body count makes no sense to me the whole Mm -hmm. like argument about body count is just really misogynistic in my opinion i mean explain to me really quick really quick quick. let's do the math okay one girl has sex with 20 different guys each one time Uh uh-huh and you're telling me that she's looser than her fucking the same guy for over 20 times Mm -hmm. that don't make no sense it doesn't make sense. That don't make no sense. The math ain't mathin'. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't mathin'. Um, yeah, I really think body count and the whole yeah. argument behind it is just a and way maybe to I do make keep, women feel shitty. And maybe I do keep my list for like a little bit of an internalized misogynistic reason, maybe. and I just never realized it. Maybe you That's just okay. <laughs> you just made the math mathin' in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We I feel like we all have a lot of internalized misogyny. You know, we do it. Um, all the time when we shame other women for yeah you know, being slutty or promiscuous and or I don't have like any whatever. shame when I hook up with women for example like there is not a single part of me that feels like I am being slutty but when I hook up with men I do kind of have that shame mm-hmm. but also part of the shame comes from why am I in love with this fucking loser this asshole. <laughs> after having sex with him twice maybe that's just because what that's what your brain thinks you know love is that's what yeah that's what's out yeah. there and that's that's not no <laughs> i think honestly it's hard to tell yourself when you've only had shitty partners and you only had really poor experiences with relationships and hookup mm-hmm. culture that there is something out there that actually will be good for you and someone is out there that will reciprocate the energy that you want to put into an relationship Mm -hmm. it's hard to convince yourself that when you keep dating the wrong people dating the wrong people but um i think for me at least in my experience focusing on really loving myself and knowing what i deserved Mm -hmm. knowing that my standards are valid and i'm gonna keep doing what i have to do until i get what you know the person is that yeah it's fits fits into my life mm-hmm. and i fit into their lives and it's supportive and healthy i was determined to just keep going <laughs> keep <laughs> until going I until i find it um, um 
So have you, so you keep your list more for like health reasons. Have you and Colin ever actually caught something? Yeah. Yeah. Happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we, it was kind of funny. This is kind, of, this is kind of at the beginning of our relationship. We, um, we let another lady in the bedroom. Oh my God. What a <laughs> slut. Okay. We no, say slut endearing. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. She's, she's gorgeous too. Um, and the experience was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Everyone was really safe. And it was kind of one of those situations where it was on a whim. Um, and it was a great time. But unfortunately, um, we did catch chlamydia for months. <laughs> <laughs> How was that conversation calling her being like, hey, we all have chlamydia? Um. It wasn't really a conversation. It was more like a text. Oh. <laughs> um, just because I didn't want it to be awkward. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want her to think I was like mad or anything. Mad, yeah. Um, so I was just like, hey, you know, we got something. Please go get checked if, you know, you would like to do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't want to be too pushy. Well, that's always a fun time. I feel like you haven't lived if you haven't had chlamydia once. <laughs> um, can I live never getting it again? <laughs> I, I, I didn't really have any symptoms. I didn't even know. Yeah, well, my symptom was that I was withheld from my man's penis for two weeks. And that, that is fair. Sucked. Wait, so why would Not you be withheld? Obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think because if you guys both had chlamydia and you guys were both taking the pills, why couldn't you guys fuck each other if you guys both were like... I don't know. I don't know yeah, the science. Yeah, you don't know the science. It's okay. That that's what the doctor said. And uh-huh. I didn't want to keep chlamydia so yeah fair yeah so two weeks no no sex and that was a big bummer because (laughs) i kind of have a really high sex drive and i tend to get like irritable or Mm -hmm. agitated quickly if i like i'm literally scratching and like moving around a lot because it's been like two weeks yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can fix that for you later baby awesome is this Lucky did, me. did that sound like ASMR or did it just sound like a really creepy? I can fix that. I can fix this. Oh my god! Wait, no. Hold on. Let, <laughs> re, let me redo it. Let me redo it. I have to get in like my sexy zone. Yeah. I don't think I have a sexy zone. Okay. I think I can fix that for you later, baby. Oh, lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they. I hope it picks it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will. Um. So I think something kind of well. Is it funny? It was kind of funny figuring out what the reason was, but Instagram and you were having a little bit of a fight, a oh. little bit of a war. What ended up happening? That godforsaken app. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Instagram. Love you. Um, please stop shadow banning me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've never really had too much of an issue with Instagram, but I think recently everyone that is watching who is a sex worker can relate to this um it's just been like a war with them pretty much i woke up one day and my main instagram and my backup were both gone and no explanation no email or notification from instagram Mm -hmm. at all and usually they tell you why they've kicked you out of the club yeah um so i was real confused and i had to go out of my way and like i'm thinking God, I have friends who do work at Facebook and Instagram. So I was very lucky in this situation. I was able to ask friends um, and get get a whole get a 
get ahead of it. Sorry. Get ahead of it. <laughs> I talk with my hands. Um, <laughs> get ahead of it. Uh, but uh, basically, long story short, <laughs> after so many thousands of dollars spent um, in investigating, uh, what they did was they made a fake death death certificate of me. So that means that someone would have to know your first and last name to even make the death certificate. And my birthday. And yeah. your birthday, yeah. And my, yeah, I've, I think that's all the information they need. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, it was very strange. And I basically learned that the employees at Instagram are not paid what they should be. Mm -hmm. And um, the company is aware of this. They just don't care. Um, so a lot of the employees have taken it upon themselves to create a side business out of, you know, deleting people, then getting their accounts back, then deleting people again. Yes. So you can pay someone who works at Instagram or who knows someone who works at Instagram to delete your account. And a lot of the community guidelines are vague for a reason. Um, so that they can, Instagram can't be held accountable. Right. But um, I was pretty good at following the rules on my Instagram. So I was very confused as to why I was just kicked out. Because um, you were dead, didn't you know? You weren't yeah, invited to yeah. the party. So what they did was they made a fake death certificate. They put my profile photo on one of their various verified accounts and then they had inquired to instagram to the person that they paid to make sure to get my account down um saying this is a death certificate of our person we represent this is their main account these other accounts um are catfishes or you know we don't want these accounts up anymore as per the request of our client who is now dead wow so craziness it is crazy it's honestly really loony like <laughs> to go to that extent to get my shit down someone um, has to be criminal yeah smooth <laughs> criminal yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, i i was getting this happens to me a lot though i get these scam these scam meme accounts they post my content uh -huh. on their accounts and they try to use my face and my likeness um don't pay you don't tag you don't tag me they actually pretend that i'm some kind of spam bot account and then they direct traffic to that account mm -hmm. and my followers are amazing i love them so much um they catch these things and then they just flood the comment section and it happened right before my accounts went down so like i have a pretty good reason to think that these scam meme accounts are a good you know, good option for who is behind it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, you know, there's so many, there's so many people out there who don't like me. <laughs> I feel like same comes with having a very strong personality. Uh, you can't get, you know, you, you don't get to the top without making a few enemies. So. <laughs> well, speaking of, because we just said criminal, I feel like there's a subject we're both pretty passionate about, mm -hmm. and that is Courtney Taylor. Do you have anything to say about the bitch? Um, <laughs> that sounded really aggressive. I mean, she's a bitch. Whatever. It's she killed someone. <laughs> I <laughs> me overthinking it already. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble. Um, okay. So, I I did know Court. I do know Courtney, and I I did know Christian personally. Um, I. 
I just think what I will say is this. Mm-hmm. I think it's really unfortunate the situation that his family has been dealt um, because she is a person who, I mean, has a lot of privilege. She mm-hmm. has a lot of privilege and she has a lot of money. She's white. She's beautiful. She has a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and his family um, doesn't have those things, at least to her level. Yeah. And um, people are diluting his death to a couple of really dumb tweets he posted when he was like 17. Yeah, 2012. Um, yeah, and that is just ridiculous. I mean, to justify murder in any regards, to me personally, is just disgusting. Yeah. I don't think, I don't even believe in the death penalty. Um, mm-hmm. So I just find it shameful that people can be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he was really, really shitty to, you know, about black women online. And yes, he was, but he was a child. And that does not mean he should have been. No, killed. and um. I feel like I said a lot of dumb things when I was 17. Yeah, and this in no way like invalidates because I know a lot of like black women feel like he did not love like he he didn't like them as people uh, mm-hmm. just because of his tweets. And I don't want to invalidate their feelings about that, but mm-hmm. I also do think you know a man died, and like um, a yeah. woman needs to see justice. No, totally. Yeah, I just I find it really sad because you know there was a real opportunity for. I mean, I hope there is still an opportunity, but it seemed like. <clears throat> when things first happened, people were real enthusiastic to get behind um, Christian's family to seek justice. And mm-hmm. then someone went out of their way to point out three three really ignorant tweets that he tweeted as a, as a kid. And all of a sudden it's like, just like no one's talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of feels like no one cares. And that is really sad to me because he was a human being. He was, in my opinion, he was a really nice guy. He was yeah. a really nice guy. And I definitely don't think he deserved what happened to him. And I don't know what happened to him because I wasn't there. But I just don't think him dying is a resolution in any case. I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. don't. I No. I yeah. can't. I can't. I've tried. I've tried to, to think of ways where it would make sense. And it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, yeah, I just feel really sorry for his family and I hope that um, they can they can find peace and hopefully justice. And if Courtney was responsible for his death, then she needs to needs to, you know, see the consequences for that. Yeah. Everyone should, you know, just because you are a beautiful white girl with lots of followers doesn't mean that you are excused from that Mm -hmm. so um life is life it's precious and i don't know i just it's just really sad it's a really sad situation Mm -hmm. so and it i feel like it it also just like makes people um kind kind of show their true colors yeah for the people promoting that they did content with her yeah, it's it's just kind of really disgusting gross. or for people yeah. defending her in comments being like she's a, still a, like I, I just don't understand why a lot of OnlyFans girls I mean I do understand she does have a big following she does have clout mm-hmm. I think she 
even gained some followers after she killed him. Mm-hmm. Probably lost a lot too, but I think she gained some because, you know, people are like, oh my God, crazy girls are hot, which yeah. is so weird. But the fact that OnlyFans girls would even like defend someone mm-hmm. when, I mean, they don't know what happened, but also she did have a track record. Yeah. I mean, look, like there's a lot of clout chasers in yeah. um, the social media influencer world and they don't want to admit it, but. Mm-hmm. They are. You're clout chasing. Um, yeah. And I think to use use the situation to monetize and drive traffic to your OnlyFans is one disgusting. Um, just I, I literally like, had I like deleted all the content do. with her. I did too. I did too. And I, and and then to also talk about it as much as to say like, you know, come you think theorizing that he was a thief and all these ridiculous things um instead of just bringing awareness to the situation and telling people that they should help his family out and if they do want to side with courtney because it's very much like this you know courtney or christian kind of thing um Mm -hmm. then just send her a text tell her you love her and tell her she shouldn't be going to bars two days after getting out so yeah and also for people (laughs) being like he was like stealing from her he was doing whatever does that justify killing someone no again it doesn't no this does not yeah so i mean i don't know people showing their support in very specific ways it does make it seem like kind of clout chasey and just i don't know i really think people need to learn when to just Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Something I struggle with, but I am learning. Uh, it's okay. We'll figure it out together. We'll figure it out together. <laughs> For me, it's just oversharing trauma. Like, I trauma bonded with someone in the elevator the other day who didn't even ask. And then I just started talking about my mold poisoning. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I can fucking see it. <laughs> you know, it was maybe a minute elevator ride. And in that minute, I found a way to talk about my mold poisoning and how I'm starting to do better and I'm almost done with my meds. I don't even think I let her get a sentence out. And I'm like, oh, this is your floor. Have a good day. <laughs> and this is where, you know, shutting up would be a good skill. No, I, just, I mean, it's okay to talk to people. I just think like to- <laughs> talking just to talk is just not very beneficial. Talking when you're uneducated on a situation, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. But mm-hmm. I also think a lot of people just like to talk because they like the sound of their own voice. Like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. when little kids are like, hi, hey, look what I can do. Look over here. Look over here. Look what I can do. That, it's like, right that there. didn't leave some people. Like, My ovaries dried up. And <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right there makes me, you know, that's it. I want my tubes tied. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, where can everyone find you just to close this up? Okay. So um, I guess the best way to find me would be Instagram. It's acpent. A-C-P-E-N-T. And my other ats and handles are usually that. If not, it's ACPent with an X. So <laughs> it's really funny because like our one friend, the one I was talking about Allie's boobs with, mm-hmm. was saying, like, oh my God, Allie and her last name, like her boobs are just like so perfect. And I was like, I don't know an Allie. 
And oh. she was like, no, 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 you know an Allie. Like, Allie, her last name. And I'm like, N- I don't think I know one. She's like, AC Pent. And I'm like, why didn't you say that? <laughs> People come up to me in the streets and they say, hey, AC, AC. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is kind of hot in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, AC. And I'm just like, Oh, right. Duh, me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, you can find me, just all my links at itsdeelz.com. It's deals. Cool. Peace out. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. We're going to have fun. <laughs>